Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing pretty good. Today is April the 18th and it's a little early here. I went to bed pretty early last night. Um, I had a friend that I had to call back and um, feel pretty rested today. So I wanted to bring this material to you. So yesterday I did a Facebook post on no faith, no favor. And I wanted to talk to the listeners that are not on uh, Facebook or don't have Facebook to let you still know that same message there. If you yourself this morning, wherever you are in your life, whenever you listen to this podcast, that if you have no faith, God's not going to give you favor. In life, we realize that we're going to go through different things in our life, whatever they may be, good, bad, or indifferent. And we have to have faith. And ladies and gentlemen, you may say, well, what type of faith? It's it's going to take some big faith for God to show his favor on you. It's going to take some big faith to show his favor and to work some things out in your life that maybe you're not even qualified to do. It's going to take some big faith for you to even have the, the, um, the, not the tenacity, but have the ability for lack of a better word or the boldness. Thank you. Holy spirit, the boldness to go to a bank to say, Hey, this is what I, I want to be able to purchase a home for 300,000, 400,000, 500,000, 600,000, seven, eight, nine, a million. And, and, and at that point, your salary may not match that home that you want to buy for 500K, a half a million, a quarter million, three quarter million, whatever it is. But what do I need to do to prepare? And some of us, we live our life where we, we don't prepare. We, we don't prepare for good days. We don't prepare for rainy days. We are the individuals that if something happens, we're in everybody's pockets. If something happened to you right now, are you able to say... You know, I have three months of my rent. I have three months of my mortgage. I have six months put away just in the event of something happening. I'm here to tell you and I'm here to remind you this morning that in my personal life, I think I had to have faith my entire life from birth to present. And, and people that know me um, and that have known me for more than 10 years or five years or knew me when I was a kid or, or whatever the case may be, You are to know that in my life where I am today that I only walk by big faith. I I can't get twisted and and get my mind so raveled about things that, and I don't even want to talk to anyone, to be quite honest, that doesn't have faith. Why are we talking? Where's the conversation going? Because if you have no faith and your faith is zero and you're talking to me and my faith is 100, I might be able to lift you up a little bit, but baby girl, you're going to have to tell your own demons and you're going to have to tell your own, your own mind that you you could make it through the storm and you're going to have to tell them, tell whomever around you that excuse me for a minute as I dig deep in my faith level. And sometimes we have to realize that ladies and gentlemen, that we have to have a faith that almost send a reservoir and it, it, we kind of put it aside and maybe one day your faith level is on 20 and, and the other day your faith level is on 30 and maybe one day your faith level is on 100 and, and, and the days that you feel it's on 70, you might have to dig deep to get back to 100. I don't know if you're tracking me this morning or if you're following me as we say in the military, but I'm here to tell you 
that you have to have the faith of a mustard seed. But I haven't looked up the the um, the the stages of how a mustard seed grow, but I could only imagine that it must be a small seed, but it must grow big and. And if you're from the Caribbean islands or anywhere in the West Indies or Latin America, or if you grew up around mangoes and you grew up around oranges and, and fruits and vegetables, when we pick something, we, we pick the one that's, that's ripe, unless you like green mangoes. But I believe that God is wanting to show if your faith is ripe, ripe, excuse me, if your faith it's still on green and you don't, you don't have, you, you're still wondering if God's going to work it out and you're still wondering if God's going to give you the job that you want and you're still wondering if you're going to get out of debt. Then you, you are telling God every morning that I don't have faith in you. It's almost like you are offending God and saying, I, I don't have faith that you're going to work this out for me. I don't have faith that you're going to do anything. I just, I just see that you're, that you're. You know, I know you exist, but I don't have faith in you. My friends tell me I hear the word of God. I go to church every Sunday. I listen to the pastor talk about faith. I listen to I listen to Sister Melissa. She talks about faith, but but maybe her life is different. No, 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 no. My life, my life wasn't really different. I, I came here just like you came here through a mother and a father that got connected in a sperm and an egg and a zygote and an embryo and a fetus. And, you know, I'm not going to break all of that down to you, but I got here just like you. <laughs> so what's the difference? The difference is that I had to have faith. And the things in my life that I didn't have faith about, they didn't work out. The things that I didn't believe is I didn't believe it. So, so you know how somebody might say, girl, I believe in you. Boy, I believe in you. But you don't believe in yourself. So what are you communicating with them for? Because you want to have a pity party? Oh, well, I'm the wrong friend because I don't, none of my friends, we don't have pity parties. No, my friends, we talk like this. Girl, you know, I know you're going to make it. You got that job. It's in the bag. I know that God's going to deliver you. I know that God's going to bless you with a good husband. And I know your husband is saved. On the flip side, if I'm talking to one of my male friends, this is what I tell them. I know you got this job and I know that they racist and I know that they prejudice and they might have some bias. Well, we all got our own biases. Let the truth be told, but you ought to look yourself in the mirror and say, you got it in a bag. That's how I talk to my friends. I don't, I don't, we don't do, yeah, get the tissue. And I don't even want to converse with someone like that because it's going to be mentally draining. And at 44 years old, I think I have my own drainage in my own life that things that I have to navigate through and cope with and manage with that unless I'm doing an intern or I'm doing something else. I don't want to have those type of conversations. I want to have the type of conversations that I know God is covering me and I know that God is blessing me and I know that God is working things out. Even if I may not see it, God is working things out for my good because there have been situations in my personal life when I was going to go back to be an ultrasound tech and think, okay, well, maybe I'll do that in California. And then COVID happened. I didn't know COVID was happening. God knew it was going to happen. Because God knows everything about this universe. He knows everything about you, your, about me. He knows everything about your mom, your grandmother, your grandfather. He know your, your lineage, lineage line. He know where you came from. He know, he know the father that didn't claim you. He know the mother that, that gave you up for adoption. God knows. So God knows how my life is going to work out. Because I believe that God mapped it out. 
I believe that God knew I was going to ultrasound school and graduate in 2005. And I believe that God knew that I was going to graduate and, and finish a degree in education in 2018. And I believe that God knew that I was going to finish with school in, in 2023. God knew. And I don't, I'm not a big person on numbers because I, I don't like math per se. However, I can get through it if I need to get through it. But I believe that 23, I don't know what it means spiritually, but I was born on February the 23rd. And, and, and maybe in life, 23 means something to God. And Melissa, I'm going to bless you. And, and I don't care what the enemy try to throw. I got your back. And that's the kind of faith I have. And, and even if situations in my life may not work out perfect or the way I wanted it to, well, at least God knew I trusted him. And if God didn't allow that door to open or God allowed that door to shut, I know without a shadow of a doubt that it wasn't meant to be. And, and I'm okay with that because if, if God allowed something to shut and I'm talking about God, I'm mad at you, then you don't trust God. Then you, you, you feel as though you own your life. And baby, I'm here to tell you that you don't own your life. God owns your life, your universe. He owns your husband. He owns your kids. He owns the job. He is the creator of the universe. He is the one that told the inventor of the ironing board to invent the ironing board. So, so who do you think you are at this stage in your life? You got to have big faith. You, if you want the favor of God, I don't know how to patty cake to you and, and talk to you nice and, and talk to you like if you're a baby, because there, there are no babies that live at, at, at 105 Cypress Bay. We all we're all um, I wouldn't say over the age of 18, but I have we have a 10 and a half year old and and Torian is in his last stage or later stage of 30. And I'm in my I'm almost in my mid 40s I'm 44 so I don't have time really to to talk to you and I'm not the type of presenter or 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 messenger or encourager to really play patty cake because that's not in my DNA and I don't want it to be in my DNA none of my parents were um, my, my father was prior military for almost 16 years my mom was a registered nurse for 43 uh, I don't that's my bloodline and and all over and before that it was if I say okay I came from my mom and my dad my grandparents you know I think my grandmother is going to be 98 this year and I think she she still has a sense of humor but that's my only grandmother alive and my other grandmother passed away and my other grandfather was very serious and and it was a um the chief of police and the other grandfather was a probational officer. So I think they were serious in, in their line of what they did. So if that's where I originated from and, and came from, then I don't know how to talk to you like, you know, like this is a therapy session because it's not none of none of my podcasts that I do are therapy sessions. They're about real life. They're about real life and they're about you knowing that things in life will happen and they will come and the storms would blow and the wind may look like it's coming on your side and it's going to take you under. But my Bible says that you will walk through the fire, oh Lord, but you won't get burned. And that's the type of faith I have. I remember living in California and I was chatting with Torian and Zanel and there was a fire less than five miles away and I can see it from the upstairs from Zanel's room and I was saying to Torian well do we evacuate or do I get the important papers my passport our passport our COVID cards and you know Zanel's school records and do I just leave here in a bucket and, and 
he just was looking at me like, we'll be fine. And I'm thinking, well, you're you're a little bit too calm for me right now. And, and I know that you are have a different personality, but the fire is getting a little close. And Zanel's school was shut down for about a week. So that was less than 10 miles away. So, you know, it was close. I had friends that were texting me. Are you okay, Melissa? I'm like, yeah, but I could barely breathe. And I still found myself to San Diego. My own supervisor didn't even know there was a fire because I didn't feel like dealing with the fact that there's a fire. I can't make it in, but you got to make it in next week. I'm going to just go in and just, I'm going to just figure it out and I'm going to drive through this fog and, and I'm going to just do what I need to do because that's the kind of person I am when it comes to my work ethic. I'm going to just do this and we're going we gonna to do what we need to do and and uh, get this money and we're going to move on. But Torian must have had a different faith being the man of the house. And I always like to tell people that he must have big faith even being married to me as a person because I'm not the easiest person sometimes to interact with sometimes <laughs> Zanel is not the easiest person to interact with sometimes she's getting better praise the Lord for prayers and the prayers of her grandmothers and the prayers of of my mom that got a chance to meet her to remind her that you gonna have to listen to your mom and dad because that's your job and that's in the Bible I'm here to tell you, you got to have big faith because Torian had big faith during this fire. We did not get evacuated. It was ashes all over the car. It was ashes all over all three vehicles, the Honda Ridgeline, the, the two Mazdas. It was ashes on the ground. Again, I couldn't breathe, but I had to have the faith of a mustard seed that the house won't get burned. And I mean, it was uh, the house costs about a half a million dollars, but I mean... I mean, it's sold now, but I mean, we had to have faith that, yeah, we got insurance, but I don't even want to talk to the insurance company about and go through the, the calls of, I, I, we was, we were, had other things to do. Praise the Lord. Torian had just came back from deployment and we had other things to do. So this morning I ask you, where is your faith level? question mark two question marks do you have faith or do you just have worry because if you have worry you're gonna drive yourself to drink if you're not an alcoholic I'm here to tell you that if you don't have faith your life will go under I don't know how to say it to you any nicer or more nice you have to, you, Tamika, Jason, whatever your name is, you, you have to have faith. Because I'm here to remind you that there is nothing that you can do in life without faith. As I think about my mom every day, not just on Mother's Day or her birthday or Christmas or the holidays, I think about the faith that my mom had. And I believe that she had to have some big faith in her life. 
to walk away from her marriage with two children. She had to have faith that she was going to finish a nursing program in Lincolnshire, London, around people that didn't look like her. And she traveled overseas at 19 to become a nurse and was a nurse at 21. And then she had to have big faith to pass the nursing exam. And then she had to have big faith to deal with Melissa, her her only daughter. Praise the Lord, everybody. And I have to have big faith to even be a a faithful wife and be a good mom. I mean, it's not a game, y'all. Because marriage, I'm here to tell you that I've been married for 15 years and that's nice. But not every day was, you know, um, hey, hun, no. There's a restaurant that I want to take my friends when they come here either Thursday or, or Wednesday night because I'll be cooking and prepping. Uh, my sister friend Sheila is flying in from New Jersey. Thank God for her and her family. And I have another friend fly, uh, coming in, excuse me, on Thursday. And Christy, and thank God for her. And some friends couldn't make it or they canceled or whatever. Life happened. And that's fine. Who's ever going to be there is going to be here, be, be there and supposed to be here. Because that's the kind of faith I have about situations in my life. I don't sweat the small stuff anymore because due to my own life, I'm damaging my own self and I refuse to damage me because I love Melissa. The Melissa that I am today, I fought to be here. The Melissa that I that I am today, I had to have big faith because I sometimes I talk to people in big places. And sometimes I say hello to people in big places and they look at me like, Ugh, who are you? Well, my name's Melissa E. Clark, according according to my marriage certificate that I obtained the 13th of January, 2008. And let me reintroduce myself. My name's Melissa. And as I was doing a Facebook post yesterday in Lakewood, we said we are Lakewood and we are somebody. So the, the administrators of the school believed that we were somebody. So... Now that I'm 44, walking with God and and saved and been baptized twice, one internationally and one in the U.S., I'm going to have a little faith. Wait a minute. That I had to bury my own mother and I'm going to have a little faith? No. And I had to pay for everything, the funeral, the burial, the plaque. I mean, people donated and came with food and a couple people might have given or a couple of people might have been in a position to give $100 or give a love offering or cook some dinner. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I had to have faith that I was going to be okay. I, I was telling my husband, so what am I supposed to do now that I lost my mother? What am I? My father don't even live in, in this country. And he said, wait, you got to, and he looked up with a straight face and said, you, I can still, yo, 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 yo. I could still see his face and, and, and he's in the garage exercising and I'm here in the living room downstairs with the fan on during this hot flash. But he said, well, you have to trust God. And I'm looking at him like, you are really from a different planet. But the mission is to have faith. Every command and, and DOD department, whether it be uh, Brook Army Medical Center, whether it's 
a place in Hawaii here in, in Camp Lejeune. Now I have to have faith. I can't do nothing if I don't have faith. I can't even do an interview. And I go on interviews at least every three years. The people that I that interviewed me, they don't even know what I look like. Some of them, they show, I show up and they be like, you, I didn't even know that you was brown. Hello? So, wait a minute. What? <laughs> okay. Do you want me to be here, don't you? I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, do you want me here? Because I, I am brown and my name's Melissa and, and I speak proper English and I'm etiquette and I'm professional. And if I'm unprofessional, you must have crossed the line where... It, it, I mean, what? I have to have that type of faith. Unless you want to live my life in exchange with me and be a military spouse and move every three years and have no grandmothers and no grandfathers. Uh, I mean, there's a grandfather, but let's keep the topic moving on that. My dad lives in London. He's not He's not down the street. I don't know where y'all dad or daddies live. I don't know. I don't have an uncle that I'm tight with like that. I have an uncle that lives in New Jersey, and and we're we're cool, but I don't speak to him every day. He doesn't speak to me every day. And life goes on. That's the end of that. <laughs> Parentheses. But the faith that I have is not it's not in Torian, it's not in Zanel, it's not in any family member. The faith that I have, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, is that God's going to work it out. And I don't care what the enemy throw. I, that's where I am in my life. And maybe it's a boxing match and, and maybe some battles I may, may feel like I'm losing. But even in the battle that I lost, I still learn. And even in the battle that I go through, and yea, do I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, that I, Melissa E. Clark, would fear no evil because God is with me, his rod and his staff have comforted me all the days of my life and all the days of my life I Melissa E. Clark will bless the Lord that's the message that's the message that's the kind of faith I have I don't worry about who don't like me because again when we did our taxes it was only my name with my social my husband bought his documents we did it together and we moved on and that's how I live my life I don't concern myself with someone else's personal business because unless I'm sending them a cash app and saying, God, I'm blessing you with something. It's none of my business what they do in their household, because that's how I was brought up through my upbringing, through my mother, period. I don't even probably like I care if you if you die or something, but I don't care enough to call you and say, girl, unless we have that type of relationship. But I don't have that relationship with more than 10 people because I don't. Because that's how I am. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say something else to make it sound a little bit smoother, but no. So all of my podcasts are now gearing into pure and uncut because that's how I am. And I was sharing with my husband uh, on the other day that, huh, things are happening. And he goes, well, um, I said, I wonder why. He goes, well, you got to ask God. I think God is taking you to a new level. And I don't know if he was joking. (laughs) I doubt it. Um, But I said, well, what's the level? He said, I don't know. I'm not God. You you need to go and ask God. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I fear enough. And and thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes you got to 
you got to be careful what you ask God for. If you want a blessing, I remember asking God to put me back in the ultrasound feeling God did. And then I was like, they crazy here. I mean, they unprofessional, some of them. And I don't know if that's the way they did stuff, but what? And again, I was getting my degree in education and I was thinking, well, I'm going to just finish this degree and I'm going to mind my business because that's how I grew up and that's in my DNA. My mom, bless her heart, didn't engage herself in other people's affairs. I don't think she even cared to a degree. I mean, if she was doing her job, what the hospital was paying for was paying her to do as a nurse then she did that but my mom never talked about patients when she got home I didn't know who what patients died it could have been somebody from the church I didn't even know they died at, at their job she I mean HIPAA she took it to another level and, and that's my DNA in fact I did some training back in January and a gentleman didn't and this is what sparked the whole thing a gentleman wanted to know how come I did HIPAA so quick because I've been doing HIPAA for a long time. Praise the Lord. Almost 20 years. Graduated ultrasound school in 2005. It's 2023. I've done a, quite a few HIPAA trainings. I've done a, quite a few cyber awareness. I've done a, quite a few intelligence trainings and sexual harassment trainings. And I've done a lot, a lot. So, and side note, I was the Defense Equal Climate Opportunity Survey Rep for Cyber and Security and Logistics. So I presented material to probably two or three branches, and that's what my background is. I'm not sure about your background because unless you shared it with me, it's none of my business (laughs) because that's how I live my life very much in my umbrella of what concerneth me because that's my upbringing. If it's one of my friends or someone that I've known a long time, I have friends that I've known for almost 30 years. I have friends that I've known for 25 years. I have friends that I've known for six months. I have friends that call me from California that met me six months ago that probably thinks there's something special about me and and um, that's nice, and and I probably think something special about them. That's why I probably even gave them my number because I, I'm very careful now of who I enter into life with. Because if I'm with you, I'm with you. If I'm not, baby, I'm not. The end. If I'm with you, as far as my faith, and I believe in you, and I believe that God's going to bring you out, and you're going to be debt-free, and you're not going to owe anybody anything, and you're not going to be making silly decisions to be a co-signer for someone, then those are the kind of friends that I have. I don't, I don't want to converse with people at this stage in my life that's not going anywhere. I cannot do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to pretend. I am not a good pretender. Um, my mom and Torian, they have the same exact personality. They're born the same month. They are very similar. It's almost type. It's almost scary. Torian was born in 1984. My mom was born in 1955. 
and they're very similar. Good with money. I mean, they're good listeners to a certain degree. But they have big faith. <laughs> uh, I remember taking a class and I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. I've taken quite a few classes and I'm like, here we go. It's going to only get better. And sometimes I might say, well, I'm not I can't do this class. This is crazy. I, this is crazy. The instructions are crazy. The the professors want these discussions like like. An essay. This is not an essay. This is a discussion. At this point in my life, I have meetings with, again, people that are, they're not me. I don't, you know, I don't have a doctoral. I don't have a master's, but I have life experience and education. So I always like people to talk to me like if they have some God-given common sense and act right. And if I don't have some act right, then it's maybe... I always look at me first. I don't pass the buck. I look at me. And then if I made a mistake, then I need that mistake need to be corrected or I need to be apologetic and move on. But at the end of the day, what was the pre-existing? And my perception is always my reality. Just like Mr. Jim Wooten told me some time ago in Virginia Beach. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I was 20... Um, 26 then and he would be proud to say if I would have known him if I would have known where he is now or if his company is still in business you were right I was young so what you were saying I was like whatever you know and then I always tell people from being culturally people from the Northeast are different from the people from the Southeast and the Midwest and the West Coast and people from Alaska are different from people from, from um, Alabama. they different. This is the most South that I've been and I don't think I'm, I don't think I want to go any more Southern than, than this. This is it for me. And I don't know if God's available, but this God's pushing the pedal on me in my life because God probably sees something in me that he either wants to get out for his glory or put in for his nourishment. Ooh, that's deep right there. God either is pushing the pedal on me because he sees something and he's saying, you can go. Here's a, here's a, here's a little dart. But sometimes we think, God, you funny. You, you want me to do what? You do. <laughs> Oh, hmm. Okay. So here I am, God, with my big faith. Again, you ever you ever feel as though you're going to God too much? Here I am, Lord. Knock, knock. It's me. It's me, oh, Lord. I'm standing on your holy word. It's me, oh, Lord. It's me, oh, Lord, God. I literally just got to North Carolina. We did on the 9th of December. We haven't even been here five months. And I'm thinking, when this duty station over? December 25? Okay, we're going to do this bid right quick. <laughs> Look, I've never been incarcerated, but I'm not. I'm glad to be back on the east 
because I'm from the East. But they different. They was different in California. They were different in San Antonio. They were different in Hawaii. They were different for the six days we went to Japan. They were different in the Bahamas. They're different in Trinidad. They're different in Tobago. It's a cup. They're different in London. They're different in Dominican Republic. It's a couple places that I haven't named because I haven't been to those places. I'm not going to name all the states that I've been to and bore you, but I still have faith, and I would always have faith that I. It's the Lord in me, and if I made a mistake, then I uh, I am apologetic. Period. Because I'm not exempt from saying sorry. I'm not that person. I'm not that person that knows it all and I walk around. I'm not that person. I am I am not that person. I know people that would do you wrong and look you in the face and shout. They wrong. They was wrong. They was out of character. They were inappropriate. They were they they were wrong. They wronged you. What they did was wrong. It was evil. It was not of God and they would never apologize. So I don't know if there's someone that needs to hear that this morning, and I don't want to deviate from the topic. Again, all the lives that I do in Facebook podcasts are all unscripted, and then they are all from the heart. They're not, I don't have anything even on paper. I didn't even write anything down. I just have my Bible down here and, and the computer. But I'm here to remind you, you, and you. That you have to find yourself in a situation where you have big faith. Amen. I'm here to remind you that you have to live your life with big faith. It's not about the next person's faith. You mean, I don't have my mother's faith. I was never a single mom trying to, you know, shoot. That's one of my biggest fears. Are you serious? A single mother to do? No, 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 no. I'm not interested in that life. I've told my husband and, and this is a true fact. We have a child, a child together. We, and it's at least until she 18, you could do what you want. Don't act. Now, how you do your thing and how that's on you for me. This is Melissa. I am not anyone else. If I, Melissa E. Clark, have a child and, and, and count my ovulation days and have a planned pregnancy at 32, I was not 12, 22. I was an older seasoned woman. Then I guess we in it till we win it till the rapture come. Hallelujah. You heard what I said. No, I'm not I'm not that person to to make a lifetime commitment with anyone and have a child by them and they no, no. I no. There are some things that have almost taken me under, but I'm not interested in that. No. I'm going to share some Bible verses with y'all and and um thank you for for hearing me out. Matthew 21 and 22 said, "And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith." Amen. Matthew 21 and 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, 
you will receive if you have faith. Luke 1 and 37 says, for nothing will be, excuse me, for nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. For nothing will be impossible with God. How about 2 Corinthians 5 and 7? This is a good one, y'all. Check this out. For we walk by faith and not by sight. How many people know that in the in the morning when I had to go to work in San Diego, 80 miles away, 79 miles, 0.9, whatever it was, I had to have faith because I couldn't see in the fog. However, in my life, I had to have faith that I was going to get to San Diego. It was me. It was, you know, it was me. It wasn't, uh, I didn't have a driver. I didn't have a, a chauffeur. I mean, it was me that was driving the Mazda, just me and the Mazda and probably Tasha Cobbs. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you have to have faith. How about Romans 10 and 17? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, Usually I do a podcast for 20 minutes. This one is 36 minutes. I'm off y'all phone. I'm off your car. I'm off your Bluetooth. I'm off whatever channel you use to listen to me. I'm thinking about, uh, and this was presented to me, was it a year ago? Maybe almost, not not quite two years, but a dear friend of mine, which I have a lot of great respect for, she's a retired colonel now, mentioned, Melissa, you ought to do a, a YouTube channel. And I was like, Okay, well, how do I do that? And I, and I need to figure it out because um, there is someone that I that I can talk to that can figure it out. I know a lot of ITs and telecommunications people, and I can get in contact with them if I need to to figure out how would I create that or you know just YouTube it because you can find out your whole life on YouTube. You can find out if you could find out who your grandmother is and if you Asian or African or. Colombian or whatever, you know, you can find out how to do a YouTube channel. I'll leave you all with that. May your day be blessed. May you be blessed. May God continue to provide the things that you need in your life that he would over exceed your expectation. Know that God is with you. He is with you and he will not give you more than what you can bear. Yes, you, because you have faith today. I'll leave you all with that. I'm here to tell you all that I serve a big God and and the God that I serve is always with me and come what may and, and come what may in my life that I'm always with God. The end. Y'all take care. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing pretty good. I I wanted to come to you and talk to you about something that was in my heart this morning that I felt that would be helpful to yourself, would be helpful to me, will be helpful to others. Today's the 19th of April and and it's pretty early here in uh, Jacksonville. It's about 448. Um, Woke up pretty early. had to do some meditation and some prayer and and um, get myself ready for this big celebration party that we're having on Saturday and guests are coming in tomorrow and on Friday. God, I'm going to start off with a prayer this morning. I'm going to go into a different uh, realm this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for each and every person that uh, hears this podcast today, tomorrow, around the world, wherever they are. Father God, you know that 
We come to you not only when we need something, not only when we're desperate for something. We come to you to talk to you and we we have an opportunity to spend time with you and to converse with you and to, to meditate with you and to tell you that you are such a good, good father. We come this morning to tell you that you have been a better father to us than our biological fathers and you've been a, be- a better guide to us more than any other book and more than anything else. You have been the, the alpha and the omega. You have been with us even in between our stuff. Heavenly father, you have been all that to us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and sharing this, uh, listening to this prayer this morning. I talked to you about freeing your mind. And uh, one of my favorite songs that I listen to, if I want to listen to some hip hop, is called Free Your Minds. And, and I listen to it sometimes, um, depending on, on what type of mood I'm in or what's going on within my day. And I, and I listen to it. But this morning, I don't talk to you about that song. I talk to you about freeing your mind spiritually. I've spent many years listening and observing and, 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 um, also to doing my own self-reflections and self-regulations. I do that actually every single morning. So every single morning I have an opportunity to ask God, what can I do better than I did yesterday? And what can I do better than I did the day before? And what can I do better today to glorify you? Each and every day I have the opportunity as you have the opportunity, because we all, we all have those 24 hours in the day, as my mom used to say, and it's up to us how we use it. We can use 10% talking trash about others. We can use another 10% being wrapped up in CNN news, and we can use another 10%, you know, shopping. Uh, we can use another 10% eating, exercising, meditating talking about the goodness of God, but in my 10%, and um, I decided that I'm going to do something for others, and I'm going to do something that allows me to, to release whatever endorphins and whatever energy and whatever chemicals that are not of God, and I release that to God so God can bring me into his spiritual realm, Amen. We talk about the mind this morning, the elements of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences to think and to feel the facilities of their consciousness and their thoughts. This morning, I talked to you, yes, you, about freeing your mind. There's so many different key words in, in that to be aware of the world and the experiences to think and to and to feel and and the facility of consciousness and thoughts, because check it out. We all have thoughts and we all have experiences and and we that are born without hydrocephalus or Down syndrome or or any type of mental uh, what's the word? Dis- I don't want to use disability, but any type of medical abnormality as, as hydrocephalus. If I was a sonographer, that's what I'll be looking for. If I do a neonatal head and a two, two day old baby, but I don't think anyone that listens 
to the podcast has hydrocephalus. So I say all that to say that you have the the mindset to think and, and to think in a normal capacity. But what's in your mind this morning? Is it... Is it the rejection? Is it the people that you that you felt as though didn't treat you right? Is it is it yourself that you felt that you didn't treat yourself right? Because again, we talk about self-reflections too. We're gonna tip and dab into that this morning. Free in your mind and 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 your thoughts from your own evil thoughts, from your own evil self. <laughs> Because none of us are 100% angels. Let's be honest with ourselves. Because I think self-reflection is is part of being honest. You know, I don't think that I'm 100% angel. Because maybe if you rev me up, there might be 10%. There might be 10% that's not of God. I mean, if I were to be honest with myself, I have no... I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to lie to the listeners. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to only, only an insane person that's clinically diagnosed with insanity lies to themselves. It's like looking at myself. I know I have brown skin. I, I don't see myself being, being pink. L- let's be real. Now I can change it on Facebook and on, and on uh, whatever, but I, but I'm brown skin. Free in your mind, knowing what you are and knowing that, that first of all, your mind belongs to God. It doesn't belong to your husband and your wife and your children. It doesn't belong to LL Cool J or Oprah. It doesn't belong to anyone else because guess what? They have their own mind. And sometimes I tell Torian, my mind is my computer because many a times I ask Torian, what are you thinking about? And even last night we had a conversation and I was telling him and I asked, well, I was asking him more. So what were you thinking about 19 years ago that when you met me and he was probably thinking, do I hurt your feelings now? Or do I <laughs> tell you the truth? Amen. Um, I, I believe that he was whatever he was thinking about. I guess maybe it's personal. I don't know. If I were to have one more conversation with my mom and and say, what were you thinking when you were giving birth to myself and Nigel? You know, Nigel was 10 pounds. I think I was less than that. (laughs) So maybe thinking I got to get this child out because, you know, my mom said she had Nigel without an epidural. She was already most likely a trained midwife at Midrafi and already a nurse so she knew what to do some of us we act like we don't know what to do and and some of us we act like we don't know how to pray and we don't know how to get down on our knees and and we don't know how to go to the altar and we don't know how to anoint ourselves with oil and we don't know to read psalms 91 95 times and we don't know that it doesn't take it doesn't take you going and 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 crying and pleading no it's gonna take god and counseling period I'm not going to patty cake with y'all this morning. 
Uh, I've been up in prayer since about three something and, and, and took a shower and did some meditation and I had enough sleep. So it's not like I'm sleep deprived this morning. I'm fully aware and, and conscious of my own thoughts of what I am saying to you. Free your mind, free your intellect. I felt something when I said that free what's important to you because I had a meeting yesterday and it went pretty well was for less than an hour or so 45 minutes whatever and before I can even have the meeting I had to know in my thoughts that I wanted to have the meeting I had to know in my thoughts if I set up meetings or if I plan meetings or whatever my day entails I have to have that thought. I'm on my big weight loss kick because I have an image that I want to look. I mean, I don't want to look too fluffy around the edges, even though in, in reality, I am a little fluffy. But I've been working on this. I have to have the thought to exercise and I have to have the thought to eat right. And I'm older now. I'm not 18 where I can just drop 20 pounds and run around the track. No, I got some gut fat and I got some fat in my arms. And and, and sometimes my daughter tells me, mom, you know, you kind of look a little older. And then sometimes she she tells me, mom, but you but you look sometimes when she if she tells you a compliment, she really means it because she's honest. I mean, most children, they don't have a reason to lie to us. That's their level of intellect. I ask you this morning, what is in your intellect and what is in your thoughts? I'm in your business this morning a little bit. Question mark. Have you freed your mind from your, from your own thoughts and your own trauma? Have you gone? To, when was the last time you went to the altar? You, oh, you don't go to the altar. You don't go to the altar. You don't go to church. Jesus, what do you do to, to free yourself from your own self? You, you just, you just, what? You what, just eat a bag of potato chips. Do you eat the whole bowl of ice cream and, and then cry about it like that? That is a mental illness. And no, I'm not no, well, nobody else CSW, but I mean, according to, if you do that constantly, because with any diagnosis, there's a time frequency method, how you go about doing it. Again, my DSM is, is in here. I think I finally took it out the car. But what are you doing to free your mind? What are your thoughts this morning? I'm here to remind you that, that your mind gets freed by giving yourself to God over and over and over again. And sometimes you, you have to plug on in and sometimes you may have to cry and sometimes you may have to pull back from certain things. And sometimes you may have to say, God, it's just me and you in this walk today. And sometimes you may have to say, okay, I'm going to have to call one of my sister friends and I'm going to have to have her pray. It depends on what, where you are in your life. I, I don't know where you are this morning. Question Mark, where are you this morning? You, you're in a different place than I am. I'm in a different place than you. I, I haven't arrived in life. I don't care how long I've been married. My marital status don't have nothing to do with you, you and you. 
It don't even have anything to do with anyone else on this earth. It, it's a marriage between God and Torian and Melissa. And my, my financial status definitely don't have anything to do with you, you and you. And, and my, my relationship status and my economical status and, and all the other statuses, we can go on and on this morning. But what is my mental status this morning? My mental status that I am free. I'm, I'm uplifted. I know where I'm going in life. And I know that the things that are behind me, they, they have to be behind me because my own PTSD cannot ruin me because I got my own issues like every other person on this earth. And I have my own trauma. I had my own trajectories in my life and, and I had to bury my own mother. And I, I grew up in a single family home and I have my own daughter to raise and I have my own family dynamics if I want to deal with them, if I want to, because if I want to, if is a big word, because I don't have to. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody have something in their bloodline. And everybody's family has issues. None of our families have arrived. I talk to people all day long, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's at the store, people all over. I can go to five below today and somebody's going to start a conversation with me. And, and sometimes my husband say, you must have a welcoming face. I'm like, I don't think so. So sometimes deliberately I may put on a straighter face deliberately if I am in a rush. Depends on the day. Again, because I'm not the same every day. It doesn't make me bipolar. It makes me human. Check it out. It makes me human. No one's the same every day. Let's be real with it. People die. People get, people die. People, uh, there's a new person born every day. Sometimes you're happy. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're confused about life. Sometimes you're saying, God, why me? And sometimes God says, well, why not you? Sometimes you're saying, am I equipped? Am I, am I trained enough to do this exercise? And I'm here to tell you that if I can get on the elliptical and do 640 calories, I mean, you can do something in the Lord. What have you done to free your mind? What have you done to surrender your cares to God? I'm here to tell you that um, <laughs> based on my observation again, again, based on my observation and based on my recommendation that none of us have arrived. <laughs> Some of us, we, we are troubled by our own thoughts. Stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. I'm going to break this down to y'all. Seven steps to renew your mind. And you might say, Melissa... I'm not doing any of it. That's you and your business. This is a recommendation. Stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. Most of us were waiting for a million dollars to just plop in our account. I don't know any of my friends that just have a million dollars. I don't even know anyone. I'm okay. Wait a minute. I might know a couple of people that are millionaires already that they just haven't disclosed that with me, but, but I, I think they're millionaires. Stop waiting on the outside miracle to change your mind.
stop waiting for an outside miracle. Oh, I'm waiting for God to heal me. You're waiting. So while you wait, what you what you doing? You you just look you self-diagnosing on Google. I remember working in breast imaging and so many ladies will come in. Do I have breast cancer? First of all, good morning. How, how you doing today? How, you know, how your kids doing? You doing all right? What? I don't know if my face was like. <laughs> you wait, what? How about number two? Stop believing that you can't control your own thoughts. Yes, you can. If you can control your kids, the word is manage, cope, navigate, because control has a a negative, demoralizing way about it, way for lack of a better word. It has a negative connotation about it. Stop believing that you can't control your thoughts. You can. Yes, you can. You, You can control your thoughts. Let me tell you something. When my mom passed away, I would take about four or five showers a day because that's what relaxed me. I mean, what you do is what you do. I don't know. I don't live with you. I don't. Half of the people that listen to the podcast, I never even probably sat with them and talked to them for an over an hour. Do you believe in the book of the Bible? The second lie is that, you know, um, you you just you just wrapped up in your thoughts. You just wrapped up. You, I'm wrapped up in my thoughts. My mind keep telling me, boy, girl, no, it don't. You go sit in somebody's chair and, and, and dump on them, okay? Go sit in a, a licensed clinical social worker that has spiritual values, that have been doing their job for a while, that love what they do, not just love the money you're going to give them, but love what they do, that you can help, that they can help you, okay? Amen. Let's keep going. Number three, what you feel your mind will become a mindset. What you, what you feed your mind is going to become a mindset. If I see myself as the Bombay, that's what I am. It don't matter what the world I don't. I mean, who's the world? The people around me? They don't make who I am. God, hold on. You got to listen to the other podcasts to get where I'm going with this. God created me. I wasn't created by, by an animal. I wasn't created by someone that just made me into Plato. I was created and destined for greatness. So that's what I tell myself every morning. I don't tell myself I can't make it. I'm going to pass away. I don't do that to my psyche. I have enough things in my psyche that I have to put in the back pocket and bury. And I had to burn psychologically. I mean, I don't know if everything in your life was great. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Number three says again, what you feed your mind with becomes a mindset, period. Number four, confess that you believe, not what you feel. Yo, that's a big one. No, you don't, you don't uh, have anyone confess what they believe in you because they don't believe in you. Because the person that's talking to you, they don't even believe in themselves. They don't believe that they're that they're the Bombay. They believe that they are terrible. The world sees them terrible. And I mean, maybe you got to listen to the the podcast that says you're not what society says. I'm not what society says. I come from a a family of of, of a one parent home, but my mother made six figures. So so who is society to tell me what I am? Nobody tells me who I am. Another human being that bleeds every month like I, I don't. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. A human being tells me who I am. No, I no, no. 
Maybe I have a stronger personality than some people, but a person that puts their underwear and bra on and, and boxers, well, I don't wear boxers, but put their self, they tell, they tell me what I should believe in. This is America. And I don't, that's not in my DNA. Let's keep going to number five. Resist negative thoughts, assist positive thoughts. So let me tell you something really quick. There was a time in my life when my husband was deployed back in 2010 and 2011. This is a real story, not something that you read in a story, but this is my story. And I had to say to myself, he's coming back. Maybe he didn't think he was coming back. He had a conversation with me. Melissa, if I don't come back, this is what happens. This is what the military is going to do. You know what I did? This is me. This is me being married for less than three years. Oh, you're going to make it back. Are you making it back? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He made it back. Now, I don't know if that did something to him psychologically. I don't know. I'm not in his computer. I was never in Afghanistan listening to bombs. I was never... A, a, a corpsman in a, a, a 84 I, I was never I've never served a day in the military even though people think I'm a, a undercover cop sometimes <laughs> again what have you done for yourself lately to free your mind what, what have you done have you done have you done window shopping have you what, what have you done lately to free your mind from your thoughts? You've, you've done nothing. Okay, so if you've done nothing, that's what you're going to reap. You're going to reap nothing, period. Number six, celebrate the process. So celebrate the process. Of how you're freeing your mind. Of what you're doing to free yourself. I don't do pity parties. I do not participate. I don't have friends that. I have friends that have rough days. Of course. I have friends that that, that work in different lines of work. And you know. Uh, my friend Sheila works for the post office. I'm sure she's has days where. She probably feels like throwing all the mail out in the lake. And, and going to the nail salon. I don't know. I've had days where I've talked to Sheila for five hours on the phone. I've had days where I talked to friends for four hours. I've had days where I talked to my husband for three hours. Again, what you do is what you do. What I do is what I do. We're different. We have different DNAs. We have different fingerprints. We're different. I'm not better. You're not better. Cousin Skittle's not better. This is a podcast where I talk to you and you listen. And it's some evangelism in there. It's some momentum in there. But if you're not celebrating the process, then I don't think you're living. Because I celebrate everything. My daughter comes home with 100. I celebrate it. She comes home with a 70. We... We don't have, like, I'm not going to, like, the, the world's not going to come to an end. Because I got some 70s. I got some 100s. I didn't die. No, no one died. 
There, there was no funeral because I got a 70. There was no funeral because I got an 85. I wasn't striving for a 70. I wasn't striving for an 85. I look at my transcript all the time and say, wow, Melissa, you took 17 classes in social work. You a big dog. <laughs> you took those classes and you was a mom and a wife and you was taking care of your mom's properties and you was emailing lawyers. You, you your own MVP because I don't see myself as below anybody. Now, I don't see myself as I'm the bomb and, and, and like I'm some... Like I'm the president or something. No, let's be real. But I don't, you know, I mean, whether Torian tells me I look nice or one of my friends or if I post a picture up on Facebook, who cares if they say I look nice? I think I look nice. No, what do you think about yourself? Do you think that you look horrible? Because if you think you look horrible, then most likely the people around you might think that you're horrible. What do you think? Again, I don't think that we as human beings ought to beat ourselves up every morning. I just, again, I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I always tell you in my podcast, seem to be getting longer and longer. Um, I don't want to apologize for it, but I want to tell you that at the end of the day, like, you got to free your mind. Like, at the, you know, I don't know how to say it to you. I mean, this is not a therapy session. Free your mind, period. Get rid of the thoughts. Get rid of the doubts. Get rid of the, you know, I don't know if I should. You should do it. If you think about doing it, then you should just do it. If it's not illegal, if it's not, if it's not crazy, do what you need to do to free your mind within normal limits. The Bible says that we ought to do everything in moderation. Sometimes you got to read this prayer. Precious Holy Spirit, you're hovering over my life. And this is something I'm reading on the internet. This is not my prayer. Heavenly, let's make that clear. Uh, Precious Holy Spirit, you are hovering over my life right now. And maybe all you see is darkness. And you don't see, this is, this. now these are my words. I just read the first two sentences. Precious Holy Spirit, you are hovering over my life right now. All I see is darkness. But I know, here, here's, listen, again, I come from, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so I don't know how to do it any, I don't know how to do it any other way, okay? But I know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Enemy, you are a liar from the pit of hell, and I serve notice on you that you cannot have my kids, you can't have my husband, you can't even have me because I know one thing, rest assured, that you have called me for greatness, and I know that I am anointed to do great things. That's how I pray. I don't, I don't listen, I don't know how anybody else do it in any other religion, and I don't even care. Because I'm not that religion and I'm not that religious. I am spiritual, but I'm not big on no religion. I don't care what religion you are. It is how's your heart? Is your heart together? Is your heart together? Do you do you have any spiritual values? Do you believe in God or you believe in yourself? You 
wait, if your mind is where you believe that you got here on a whole different, like you got here from a monkey, don't, you might as well delete because this podcast is going to get spiritual. We didn't come from monkeys. I don't know who in the world, what uh, evolutionists or, or I don't know who created that, but that's not what I believe. So this podcast may not be for someone that believe in that. Now I do have friends that may be borderline atheists. Okay. This is me again. What you have your friendships, maybe all your friends is, is, is Holy Ghost Phil. I don't know. I don't know your friend list. And, and that's, I don't care in a way. Again, I talk to people that not everyone believe in God. I, my friends, some of my friends are are um, Buddhists. Some of the attorneys I've dealt with are Buddhists. Some of them are Jewish. Some of them, I don't know what they are. Besides, whatever. At the end of the day, what do you believe in? What do you, you, Beth, Bill, whatever your daggone mother named you, (laughs) what do you believe in? Ask yourself. That's a question. Look into your own inner self and what do you believe in? Do you... Do you believe that you're alive and you've been to war and you're just alive because who saved you? The stars saved you? Like, what? Are you? Please call me immediately if you believe that so we can have a conversation. No, it was God that saved you. It was God that wrapped you up like a feather. It was God that has it, had his arms around you. It wasn't just boy by. Who you think took you through when you had that car accident and you could have died, you, you thought it was just what, what you thought. You thought it was just um, coin, what a coinky dink. Like <laughs> who even made that word up? I need to go. What a coinky dink. Who, who says that? What a coinky dink. What an amazing God we serve. A God that can push us into destiny. Pastors that sometimes don't believe in themselves, but they believe in you. Like You got to believe in yourself first. I know a lot of pastors. I know a lot of bishops. I know a lot of apostles and overseers. And, but I know people. I know people need to be delivered and set free and from their own thoughts and from their, their childhood trauma and from the rapes and the abuse and the neglect and the abandonment and the self-destruction because some of us, we did it to ourselves. And yes, I'm empathetic and I can listen, but after I listen to you, I'm going to say, well, what, what you, what you going to do now? And you know, it's like two uh, people uh, looking at each other and going to say, well, what you going to do now? You ever had a friend, you call them up and they say, one of my friends in Tampa, Florida, what's the end game? Is the end game? Well, first, do you have an end game? Question mark. 
or you don't. So you just, you just always, you're just going to kill yourself. What's your plan to jump, to jump off the bridge or to jump in the water to be baptized? What is your plans? Question mark. You ought to free your mind. I'm looking for the seventh um, and maybe this was a typo, but you, you got to expect miracles. And let me tell you something here. Come here comes the preaching part. Y'all, y'all, y'all must like this part. The preaching part is that miracles still do happen. The preaching part is that I have, I have looked at a lot of babies in ultrasound in 2007 and, and I hope many of them made it and I hope they didn't die. And I hope they, 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 they're still here to tell their story of how they, they might've had down syndrome and they might have a severe disability and cognitively or intellectually. Actually, they might have been disabled, but they still alive and they still have a, a cardiac heartbeat. They still alive, y'all. And I wish if I could go back to, to you know, if I could track and say, well, I scanned this child. His name was Billy Bob. And, and Billy Bob today is almost 20 because that was in 2007. But that's not how life works. I can talk to some Marine soldiers. I see them all the time. Some of them, I let them cross. And one of them, I remember one of them, I was getting ready to, uh, when I say them, a Marine, I was getting ready to, uh, I was driving past and I said, no, no, you go. He goes, no, you go. And he, when he, when he was walking, I said, oh my goodness, he's hurt. He is wounded. And he was in uniform and he was walking Jesus, I felt something there. Some of us, we wounded, but we still walking. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh my God, I feel this in my gut this morning. I'm wounded, but I'm still walking. I might have to come back and do another pot. Hallelujah. Jesus. I'm wounded, but I'm still walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm wounded, but I'm still walking. Hallelujah. I'm wounded. I don't know if y'all feel this this morning. I got to get off y'all cell phones and Bluetooths and whatever channel you're listening to me at. I'm wounded, but I'm still walking. Hallelujah. I'm bruised, y'all, and and I still got to get up and bounce back. I, you know, when I say I, I don't even mean Melissa because I'm not wounded. I don't want nobody calling me and thinking I'm I'm wounded mentally or physically because I'm not. But I'm wounded maybe in my spiritual walk and I've been through some things. And, and that's what I mean. I'm wounded, but I'm still walking. Jesus, hallelujah. There's an anointing in that message. My God. I'm getting off y'all lines this morning. Read Philippians 1 and 6. God's not done with you yet. Hallelujah. Expect miracles. Don't expect a disaster. Okay. Don't get up. I don't know. Just call me and I'm going to get you together mentally if I can. Okay. 
Resist the negative thoughts. I'm doing a run, a run back, a playback, okay? It's not a, a rap video, but I'm doing a playback. Resist negative thoughts. Uh, get you some positive thoughts and put you some sticky notes. I can make it. I'm going to make it, period. Confess that you believe, not what you feel. What do you feed your mind will become your mindset. Stop believing that you can't control your thoughts because you can. This is maybe some cognitive behavioral therapy. It sounds like, it, it, as I'm reading this, that's what it sounds like. And stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I gotta go. I'm off y'all line. I got. I don't have nothing else. I'm. God just gave me a whole revelation in this podcast, and I believe that God has given me more revelations. Look forward to talking to y'all more about wounded, but I'm still walking. I love y'all. Bye-bye.